Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. One of the lecturers that we have on the academy is with us here today. He's going to be sharing the word, and then we're going to be a celebration with him and the students later. Uh, Glenn Balfour is a really good friend of ours. He always comes up one of the top three lecturers every year, sometimes above me, and that's okay. Not always. And he's, he's one of our favorite uh, friends here that comes into the church. And we're in this series called Up Psalms of Ascent. And Glenn and Caroline are both here. First, We first met them when they were pastoring the uh, AOG church locally here 27 years ago. And we've stayed friends ever since. I believe the youth are going out at this point. So when we have this little bumper in a moment that will come on this little video, which is all about up Psalms of Ascent, and then Glenn will come, the youth can go out into Coldums, and you'll have a great program there. So why don't we watch this and then put our hands together and welcome Dr. Glenn Balfour. Right. Good to see you all. Thank you for being here. It wouldn't be the same without you. My name's Glenn, married to Caroline, and I'm sure there's much more I could say about myself on a different um, time, uh, maybe. But it's great to be with you this morning and to bring you something for the word from the Word of God. So, are you ready for this? Yes. People online, are you ready for this? There you go. That was my wife telling me, don't forget the online people. So there you go. You're not forgotten. Well, I want to start off. You'll be seeing this series up, looking at the songs of ascent. And we're looking at Psalm 124. And I want to do something slightly different this week, go slightly out of my comfort zone. Um, And um, I'm not going to read you the psalm. No, 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 no. I'm going to sing you the psalm. I, I know, it's better than that. I'm going I'm 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 to sing you the psalm. Don't need music. Um, well, you might think differently, but, but, um, but I'm going to sing you the psalm. And there's a kind of reason for why I want to do it, other than I can. Um, but but let, let me just sing it to you. So are you ready for this? This is Psalm 124, Mismore Kolfkaf Dalit. There you go. Psalm 124, Song of Ascents to David. And this is... How it goes. I'm just going to make this song up, so marks out of ten at the end. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger fled against us. The floods would have engulfed us, the torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. But praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the foulest snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's going to be it. Why did I want to do that? Well, let me, let me give a little bit of introduction to the Psalms. I then want to give a little bit of an introduction to the Songs of Ascent specifically. And then I want to draw our attention just to three points I want to make from this this psalm, and I, I don't know how much of this you'll have covered before, so I'll go through it quite quickly. But obviously, we've got 150 psalms, 151. You get a bonus one in the Septuagint, in the Dead Sea Scrolls. But there you go. We've got 150 um, 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 psalms, and they are songs sung by the Lord's people to the Lord. So I want you to hear that. What you've been doing for the last, what we've been doing for the last 30, 35 minutes, isn't some warm-up act. What we've been doing is engaged in one of the very roles of the people of God, called out of darkness to declare the praises of him. That's one of our fundamental roles. When we get to heaven, we will continue that role for eternity. We won't continue some of the other roles, but we'll continue that role. Thousands, so we've got to get used to it here. It's going to go on for a lot longer. And, and uh, the, the, um, the um, psalms are songs sung by God people. And in fact, one of the words for the psalms is tehillah. It means praise. So sefer tehillim, the book of praises. And there's even the word tehillah just sounds like singing to me. You want to say tehillah? Uh, uh, it's just singing to me. So it's singing. And one reason why I wanted to sing sing it at the start of it was just to not let us forget this is not just some intellectual exercise it's not just that it's much more than that this involves the whole person this involves me bringing myself as a living sacrifice so it involves my physical body it involves my emotions it involves my intellect it involves my Humility, it involves everything about me and I stand on the altar and I bring what I've got into the Lord's presence and I thank him for who he is. And by the way, I've said I, I, I and we tend to have this sense of it's me and God and as a bonus I have God's people. In actual fact, when you read the Psalms properly, it's the other way round. It's actually almost invariably, it's we, it's we, it's us, it's the plural. And what's the Billy bonus is that we can carry that into our private life. That actually, even when I'm not with God's people, physically, this still works. Or digitally, this still works. And actually, and just notice the plurals. If the Lord had not been on our side, our side, and there's something about the Psalms that involves God's people together. Simple as that. Whether physically if we can, and of course digitally if we can't. We get all of that. And I want to say, it's interesting how, how the Lord's Prayer, the most private of prayers, when you go into your room, you know, Matthew 6, verse 6, when you go into your room, pr- shut the door, pray to God who no one can see, and he'll hear. And you look, at the, you look at the prayer, in the English translation, the very first word of the prayer is plural. Our, our Father. I mean, forgive us our sins. Wow, what a corporate prayer for corporate forgiveness my word how often do we do that so I just want to just do a big up for what the Psalms are all about which is God's people together and that spills out into my own private world singing and praising God and wherever you are make that part of your experience make that part of your experience 
You know, the, the, um, the, um, the um, Psalms are right at the start of the third part of the Jewish scriptures. So it's poetry, it's the poetic part. We've had the law, we've had the prophets, we've now got Ketuvim, and now got the rest of it, and it's all poetry. So there's poetry in this. In fact, the Psalms are only one of three books that have what we call cantillation marks, ancient musical annotations. So the Psalms, the Proverbs, and Job, would you believe it? They're all sung. Those three books, they are, you've actually got a way that they would have sung it in ancient times. A bit more like Anglican plain song, I guess, you know, back in the day. But that's, that's, it's singing. So I want to say, wherever you are, Whatever emotions, and by the way, we see some emotions in this psalm, but you see the full panoply of human emotions through all the psalms. Wherever you happen to be, see yourself as part of God's people, and we are bringing ourselves into his presence, and our hope is in him. Have you got that? Have you got that? And, and just, you know, check yourself. Is this part of my discipline? Is this part of my worldview? Okay, I've got, to, I've got to move on here. So we come to the Psalm of Ascents. 15 of these, of course, Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. And these are the songs of ascent. Shir Hama'alot. There you go, you can have that for free. These are, the, these are the songs sung by God's people on their way to worship God. In fact, there's a little photograph that um, 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 I've put on the um, slides. And the, 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 you've all heard of Jerusalem. And there's an old city, part of Jerusalem, which is not quite Second Temple, biblical times, but it's certainly medieval anyway. And just on the edge of the old city is this, is this place called the City of David. And on the way in, and there should be a photograph coming up any minute now, um, um, there is the, they've put Psalm 122. There you have it taken by yours truly. And that's, that's just, just on the edge of the city of David, and that's Psalm 122. Shir Hama'alot David to David. Uh, and you can, you can read that for yourself. Um, uh, and the, again, I could go into more detail on that. They might have been sung at one of the three pilgrim festivals that are mentioned in Deuteronomy 16, verse 16, Passover, Pentecost, or Tabernacles. Um, um, they might have been written for the, for the dedication of Solomon's temple, not just for David, but by David, etc. So again, I want to say to you, whatever you do, make music and worship part of the way you enter the presence of God. In actual fact, my, my, my general sense is, is that actually... We enter the presence of God by a new and living way through the blood of Jesus. But how we enter the presence of God is always with music and singing. It's always, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. And that's the way you bring yourself. So I want to say, I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know, but, but as God's people together, and let that overspill into your own world. Again, just check yourself. Just check yourself. However I am feeling, I want to make singing to the Lord and making music in our hearts to him part of my lifestyle, part of my discipline, part of my act of faith. If it makes me feel better, wonderful, wonderful. But I'm going to do it anyway. Make it part of my discipline. Is that okay? So now we come on to Psalm 100. I could have said more, but I'll move on to the psalm. So Psalm 124, what's the first point I want to make? Well, when you read through this psalm and when you sing 
this psalm. It very easily divides into three sections. The first section is kind of, if the Lord had not been on our side. And the writer mentions some things, if the Lord had not been on our side. Um, Verse 3, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. They kind of try to get the pun in the English translation, but the Hebrew for someone getting angry is their nose grows hot. That's, a, that's, that's, that's quite a you know, graphic presentation of what people are like when they go. And there's this, there's, you know, when the Lord's angry, his nose grows hot against his people kind of thing, and they try and get it here with the flared, that anger flared and you flare your nostrils kind of thing. But that's, when people's noses were hot against us, that's, that's, that's what you could have won. That's how it could have been. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. And in a few verses time, there's a sense of we'd have been trapped like a bird. And maybe... Some of those things express how you're feeling now. I don't know how, you, how life once was for you. But it's interesting how the, how the psalmist starts by, by saying how life would have been without God. And I just want to say just a couple of little things. Just notice the mix of metaphors there, by the way. There's drowning, there's being eaten alive, there's trapped like a bird. Whichever one... Whichever one of those expresses how you can feel, it's important at one level not to be in denial. You know, God doesn't want, to, God doesn't want us to escape from reality. Abraham faced the fact that his body was good as dead, but he believed in the God who brings life. So it's not denial. So I want to say you don't need to be in a land of denial. And we've got to be careful that we don't, Give that. Oh, there aren't any problems. Oh, there's no, 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 no. The point is we put our hope in the Lord. That's the point. There's there's the reality, there's the immediate reality, and there's the ultimate reality. And which one do you live your life against? That's the point. Which one dictates to you? So you don't need to be in denial. In fact, I think there can be a very positive thing about actually sometimes just thinking about how life would have been or how life once was. It's a different preach for a different time, but Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, great little thing about, and you'll all know the verses. This is what the Lord says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. But it's interesting. If you look at the very two immediately preceding verses, the prophet has made a point of reminding them about the past. This is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the waters, a path through the mighty seas. He's reminding them of the exodus, of their escape from the Red Sea, the chariot, he drew out the chariots. So here is the, the prophet reminding them of how life would have been and how life's changed because of God. For then the Lord to say, now forget it. And I want to say there's this thing about the past where don't be in denial about it and sometimes actually to remind yourself of, of where you are rather than where you would have been. You know, as for you, you were dead in your trespasses, but he has made us alive with Christ. So I want to say the first thing. Where it would have been, where it would have been. And... If you're there now and you're still processing it, if you're still in the first few verses 
of the psalm, hey, that's all right. Just make sure you don't stay there. Make sure you don't stay in verse 3 and verse 4 and verse 5 because now pity becomes a pity party. Now this, now this journey becomes a dead end. So don't, don't let yourself stay there. You've got to move on. You've got to, and we need to move on as God's people. Whatever we're doing, whatever, and obviously people have faced all sorts of things these last 18 months. And it's not turning a blind eye to it. It's not acknowledging it. We mourn with those that mourn, and we need to remind ourselves of that sometimes as Christians. And we rejoice with those that rejoice. But still, we don't stay where we are. So how life would have been. Are you still with me? Okay, but the Lord is on our side. And this is what the song goes on to celebrate. Verse 6. Praise be to the Lord. Baruch Adonai. Praise be to the Lord. Who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the foulest snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. And this is how life is. And listen, remind yourself of what the Lord has done for you. And hey, you might be in a place this morning where you're thinking, actually, I kind of still need the Lord to do things for me. I'm still in that place of feeling trapped and feeling engulfed by my circumstances. Well, listen, let this, let this day be a decision-making time. There will be people you can talk to here. There will be someone you can, who can pray with you and walk you and talk you and journey you through. Um, but this is how life is in the fullness of God. We've escaped. And I just want to say, remind yourself of that. Think about what God has done for you. Um, I want to read you a little bit from the Bible. It's not going to be on the slides, but I'll read it to you. I'll just give you just um, um, a little bit of background to it. The book of Romans is, can be divided into three sections. And the first bit is the big bit. Romans is the kind of first half of the book, but it's the first of three sections. And it's Romans 1 to 8. And it's the good news for the Gentile. It's the good news for the world. It's the good news for everyone. And Romans chapter 8 is the conclusion to this. It's kind of Paul takes us on this journey. And then Romans chapter 8. Now we get, now we get into the world of what it is to be, what Paul says is, in Christ. Actually, he now is in my world and I am in his. And again, you might be here this morning and you might be thinking, I need a little bit of help with that language. I'm not sure that's my experience. Have a chat with someone at the end. Have a chat with someone. And just make sure that they walk and they talk you through that. But this is the point that I want to make for these purposes. Romans chapter 8 is the conclusion to this section, but it's the introduction to the Christian life. So I want to say to you, however you're feeling... Let me now introduce you as someone in Christ to the rest of your life. Are you ready for this? So this is, this is base camp. It doesn't get worse than this. It gets better than this. So this is, this is starters for 10. This is, you know, you are given some free spins and these are those. So just listen to some of this stuff. What shall we say in response to all this? If God's for us, who can be against us? Let me put it this way but the Lord is on our side. <laughs> so I want to tell you, this is, I'm not sure the Lord, listen, if God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. 
Who is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Hear me with this. God is for us. God is with us. God is on our side. And he doesn't need to give any more proof than the ultimate proof. If Christ died for us when we were far from him, how much more will he give us all things? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Or trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? After all, it's written, we consider as sheep to be slaughtered all day long. We face trouble. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Just one word in the Greek, super conquerors. Super conquerors. Tear off your shirt and super conqueror underneath it. Um, in fact, don't, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> super conquerors. Through him who loved it. I'm convinced that neither night nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height nor depth, and nothing else in all creation can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. So hear me now, based on the word of God, God is on our side. He has given us his son. How much more will he not freely give us all things? We won't read it now, but Ephesians chapter 2 is another kind of passage a bit like that. The first 10 verses of Ephesians 2 speaks about, it's a bit like the psalm, how life would have been without God. As, as for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Just the first three verses. Then verse 4, it starts to now, but now let me tell you what you have won. <laughs> but, you know, because... Because he loved us so much, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. So where do we end? This is where I just want to draw it all together. Where we end? If, if God hadn't been on our side, but God is on our side. So where do we end with this? And this is where the psalmist finishes. Verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And this is where we end, and this is what I want to challenge us all with, where we end with, so we put our trust in the Lord. And I want to challenge us as God's people. Are we going to trust in him? Are we going to trust in him? Our help is in the name of the Lord. Just in case you've forgotten who the Lord is, he's the maker of heaven and earth. Is that okay? Just in case, can we still say that? He's the maker of heaven and earth. So, you know, he can do the big gig. He can take care of you. Um, I love the fact that we put, our, we put our help is in the name of the Lord. And obviously in that kind of Hebrew word, the name of the Lord is not something that you utter. It's just the four letters. It is the four-letter word that you don't mention. It's just those you know, yod hey vav hey, and it's just the tetragram. So we're not, trying to get, we're not trying to completely get our heads around God. We don't have to understand the end from the beginning. Listen, sometimes we think, oh, if I knew the answers, I'd put my trust in God. But sometimes, you know, putting your trust in God is what you do before you know any of the answers. Before you got your head around any of it. You know, sometimes we think putting our faith in God is what happens after Jesus calms the storm. No, 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 no. We don't need it then. <laughs> you put your faith in God. When you're in the middle of a world, you have no idea how you got there and you've got no idea how you're going to get out of it. In fact, you're kind of pretty much persuaded that you're not going to get out of it. That's trusting in the Lord. So I want to give you the challenge. Why don't we all stand? Why don't we all stand? I'm going to hand over to the musicians now. But let me give you the challenge. Wherever you are in your life, 
Let, this, let the words of this psalm, of this song, be your reality. Let it be your expression. You might still be making your way through it, but let it be your ex- pray. Let it be your expression. Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. Um, we have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare's been broken. We have escaped. Our help, therefore, ergo, because of this, our help is in the name of the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. Let this be our cry. Let this be our declaration. Let this be our conviction that we have put our hope, we have put our trust in the Lord, the Saviour of all, especially those who believe. And as I hand over to the musicians, I'm using the word challenge here, but actually let me give you the invitation. Let me give you the opportunity. (laughs) Let me give you the invite. Put your trust in the Lord. Declare it and see how he can save you and how he can keep you and how he can take you into the land that he's promised for you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.